You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Episode of Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. Of course, that introduction from the greatest fight song in all of America, Hail Purdue, performed by our all-American marching band. And I'm excited to highlight the band on this episode. And it is my privilege to welcome into the podcast, the director, Jay Gephardt. Jay, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I apologize, this is an episode that was well overdue. Um, so I'm glad that we're finally uh, doing this and getting just to highlight the amazingness that is the uh, Purdue All-American Marching Band. So yeah. thank you I'm for glad. that. Yeah, I'm always glad to talk about the greatest <laughs> college marching band in the country and uh, the, the band that I'm most proud of, that's for sure. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, uh, before we dive into the band itself, I want to uh, give our audience a chance just to know a little bit more about you. Kind of introduce yourself uh, for our listeners. Well, um, again, my name is Jay Gephardt, and I uh, have started my 27th year at Purdue. Uh, when I came in 1995, I was hired to conduct the symphony band and the orchestra, actually. And it was in 2006 that I took over the reins of the All-American Marching Band and, and just haven't looked back. Um, prior to coming to Purdue, um, I was a public school teacher for 10 years. I taught in uh, the uh, suburbs of Chicago. I taught in, in Hobart, Indiana, which resonates with you and your family, of course. Uh, uh, once a brickie, always a brickie, that's, right? That's, that's right, for sure. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, of course, I told my, my mom and sister that uh, you worked alongside my mom, Debbie, and my you taught and directed my sister, Brandy, uh, in the band yes, back in the early 90s. So I told them I would be talking to you today. So they passed along their yeah. uh, hello to you. <laughs> Well, I, I hope you give them my regards as well. And uh, after I left Hobart, I went to Indianapolis and taught at North Central School, and then I came to Purdue. So that's a little background on yeah. my history in coming here. But I would also tell you that I grew up about 45 minutes south of here in Montgomery County. Okay. So, um, you know, when I was growing up, uh, making trips to Lafayette and West Lafayette were just part of the fun of being yeah. a teenager. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad we got the, the pride of Hobart, the Hobart marching band uh, in there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad you did too. That's awesome. Well, of course, and then the call to Purdue happens. Kind of talk about how that and uh, getting that call and, of course, not wanting to pass up on that opportunity. Well, of course, I, you know, I, I was in a really fine high school band program in, in Indianapolis and North Central. Mm -hmm. um, one of the finest around, in fact. And uh, when I got the call to come to Purdue, um, you know, why, would, why wouldn't I want to be here? Um, you know, it's such an incredible university, you know, world-class research institution and uh, one of the finest college band programs in the country. <laughs> so, you know, giving the opportunity to come to Purdue was uh, kind of like a dream come true. And for me, honestly, it was almost like coming home. Yeah. Um, having grown up so close to West Lafayette, uh, you know, it was just right in my backyard. So I knew all about it. So it was it was an honor to to take over uh, this program as I did. 
That's awesome. Give us a brief or as long as you want uh, a little overview history of the All-American Marching Band. Um, the All-American Marching Band uh, started almost 130 years ago. Um, it was originally uh, just a small group of uh, musicians who were uh, who came together to support the ROTC program, you know, providing uh, music in the background for, for the students to march to and so forth. And um, it was uh, an important part of the military operation here of ROTC. Um, the director at that time was a gentleman by the name of Paul Spots Emmerich. And Spots was an original, uh, he was one of the earliest members of the band. Um, but Spots was also an engineering major. And when he took over the program, he taught courses in engineering and he served as the first official band director at Purdue. Um, until just recently, Spots had the longest tenure of any direct director of bands in the Big Ten. Um, and uh, it was night in the early 1950s when a gentleman by the name of Al G. Wright took over as the director of bands and the director of the All-American Marching Band. And uh, Professor Wright was the director for 27 years. And uh, it was during his tenure where the band became a real show band, um, broke, broke out of the military um, style and uh, you know, the rest, uh, the rest um, that Al was able to accomplish sort of set the tone for what we are today. Um, you know, Al was the one who started the golden girl tradition and the girl in black tradition. Um, I am an American, uh, those kinds of things that we hear today. Um, when you look at the pregame show, in fact, um, that we'll do at the football game against Oregon State, um, that pregame show is largely Al Wright's. Mm. And we're just happy to carry on that tradition. Um, after Al's tenure, a gentleman by the name of Bill Moffat came on board, and uh, Dr. Moffat was the director in the mid-80s, and he brought his own uh, style to Purdue. Um, Bill Moffat was a really talented composer and arranger, and uh, in fact, Bill Moffat wrote a series of music called the Sound Power Series, which um, really made marching music accessible to any high school band in the country. And even when, when I was the band director at Hobart High School, we played Bill Moffat's version of the Star Spangled Banner at every home football game in Bricky Bowl. So, yeah. you know, kids, kids even today are familiar with Bill Moffat's music. But he also brought a style of marching that was called Patterns in Motion. And it was based on uh, squads of four individual band members um, doing different, uh, different uh, moves and uh, maneuvers on the field that created all these patterns that just sort of unfolded um, on the field. It was a very distinct and unique style. And that's what Bill Moffat brought to the table. Um, Dr. David Lepla came to Purdue in the late 1980s and uh, Doc um, also um, created some traditions that we experience today. Our post-game fountain performance is something that Dr. Lepla brought to the table. Um, he also brought back many of the traditions that uh, Al Wright had started and uh, it was following Dr. Lepla that I actually came to Purdue. So I'm the fifth director of the All-American Marching Band in our history. And um, honestly, I think there have probably been 35 or 36 head football coaches at Purdue in our <laughs> history. So <laughs> I don't know what that tells you, but uh, what I can tell you is that uh, um, the Purdue Band program is so rich in tradition and history that once somebody gets here, they just want to stay. That's awesome, of course. Uh, I'm correct, the largest marching band in the Big Ten and still one of the largest in the nation as well. Is that correct? That's correct. We have 
Um, we have 394 students in our marching band. And this year we had the most students audition than, in, than in our history. We had right at 600 students audition for spots in the marching band. So that's really unprecedented. Wow. Well, yeah. that, that kind of uh, was going to be my next question. But before we get into that, I do want to know a couple of notable alumni that per, uh, performed in the Purdue band when I was doing my research for this. Of course, Orville Redenbacher, famous for uh, Orville Redenbacher popcorn, uh, was in Correct. the band. And uh, Neil Armstrong also before, before he did everything else. Is <laughs> <laughs> there anything uh, Neil Armstrong didn't do? <laughs> well, Neil Armstrong was a baritone player in the All-American Marching Band. Uh, Orville Redenbacher played the tuba, the sousaphone in the All-American Band. But uh, when you look at our history, there have been um, all sorts of people pass through the doors of the Elliott Hall of Music on our campus. Um, you know, CEOs of major corporations, uh, school teachers, pharmacists, uh, farmers, uh, you name it. They come from every walk of life here on our campus and uh, they just want to be part of the band because it's such an incredible family to be part of, honestly. That's awesome. You mentioned the auditions. Uh, that was my next question. How does a prospective student become a member of the band? Are they recruited or is it all audition based once they become a Purdue student? No. Um, we have a full-time recruitment director who works in our department and uh, throughout the year she's constantly meeting with prospective students, parents, uh, fielding phone calls, answering emails, um, uh, putting recruitment uh, information on social media and so forth. Of course, social media has become such a big part of our recruitment program that, uh, you know, in today's culture, how could it not? But, um, you know, we, we also have a reputation, if you will, um, where students want to come to Purdue to be part of our band program and major in all of these disciplines uh, on our campus, um, but where they can actually be part of what we think is a world-class organization. Um, last spring, for the first time in our history, uh, Board of Trustees um, uh, passed a uh, brand new music degree that's being offered in the music division in uh, the, uh, uh, the Division of Design, Art and Performance. Um, this music de degree is, is totally a totally new concept to Purdue. But at the same time, it's not a conservatory model, so it's not a performance-based degree. And so our, um, our musicians can still do what they've always done, and that's major in whatever discipline, but still play in one of our great ensembles. Um, but to, to answer your question, for students who are interested in auditioning for the band, um, they can go to our website and find out information about that process. Um, if they want to be in the All-American Band, marching band, they have to do a music audition at the very beginning of band camp, which is the week before classes begin. And then the entire week of band camp serves as a marching audition, if you will. And then the band is selected by the Friday of band camp. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. And I'll have a link to the, to the website on, uh, on our website, on fox69.com, CBS4. Uh, for people who are watching this video interview online or listening, they can go to our website and find links to that as well as, you know, if they're a parent who's got a student coming up or their current student, or whatever, if they're interested in that, I'll have links right. for that on the website. Well, of course, the band is also full of lots of traditions. One of those that's also a part of the band is the uh, world's largest drum, which I believe is getting ready to celebrate its 100th year this year. Talk about the importance of the drum being a part of the band. Yeah, that it is turning 100, and um, so uh, the world's largest drum is one of the one of the greatest icons, honestly, in, in college marching band. Um, not just for the Purdue All American Marching Band, but for Purdue University. 
you know, it's become part of the brand of Purdue. And I don't think Spots Emmerich ever dreamed when that drum was delivered in 1921 that we would be celebrating its 100th anniversary um, with the same drum on the same cart being rolled around at football games um, like it is today. But, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a, a wonderful halftime show devoted to the world's largest drum to celebrate its birthday um, with lots of former drum crew members coming back to campus. So we're excited about that. But, uh, you know, the one thing we have done throughout the last 100 years is we have embraced this icon. And we have made it such an integral part of who we are as a band. And uh, I think that's why um, it's become so special at Purdue. Yeah. Now, there are other institutions that have big drums, but nobody, uh, nobody that I know of uh, treats their drum quite like we do at Purdue. Yeah, for sure. Hey, look, I even got the uh, bobblehead uh, prop here with the Purdue uh, banging on yep. it. Yeah, of course, you, of course, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, hey, uh, speaking of traditions, another one that finally got to return this year after a year off, you guys playing uh, at the Indianapolis 500 on a yearly right. basis. Uh, talk about how that tradition started. And then I know it was a bummer not to get to do it in 2020 because of the COVID pandemic, but then getting to be back again this year. Yeah. Well, originally when the Purdue band started um, the tradition at Indianapolis, we were part of what was called the parade of bands. Mm -hmm. And the, the parade of bands tradition was such that, uh, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 high school bands, college bands would go to the 500 and march around the track before the race. And then uh, our role transpired over time to become a much more integral part of the pre-race festivities to the point where, you know, the Purdue band was accompanying the singer back home again in Indiana and accompanying the Star Spangled Banner and uh, doing all sorts of things for, for the pre-race. Um, you know, back in the day before Jim Neighbors took over the iconic role of singing back home again in Indiana, um, that role was passed from, you know, celebrity to celebrity. And in fact, um, back in the 1960s, I believe, uh, even members of the Purdue Varsity Glee Club uh, sang solo versions of back home again in Indiana. So um, there's a rich history with that particular song at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, but we celebrated our 100th anniversary at the track just two years ago. And, uh, you know, our plan is to continue another 100 years at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We love that tradition. Yeah, did it feel good to get back out there this year after missing it the year before? Oh, yeah, it sure did. <laughs> it was wonderful. We, you know, we did exactly what we, we typically do, even though the students were masked up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, stood in the pit area with our music masks on, and but but uh, you know we did what we came there to do, and that was to entertain. And um, you know, most importantly, uh, it's a Memorial Day weekend, and so yeah. we we pay tribute to um, the men and women who served in our served in our armed forces, and we're just really delighted to be part of that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you say that. And yeah, it was incredible, and just goosebumps getting to see you guys back out there on the track uh, this year yeah. as well. And again. This fall, finally, after uh, last year, again, kind of affecting uh, football season as well. Just talk mm -hmm. about the excitement to get back out on the football field this fall. Well, you know, last year, of course, because of the pandemic, um, we did everything we could to keep, to maintain the forward trajectory of the All-American Marching Band. So um, we did meet last fall, even though we weren't at ross Stadium. Our band met in platoons and we, um, actually put together small halftime uh, segments and pregame segments that we uh, put on our website. And, uh, you know, 
most importantly, we wanted to maintain the, the traditions of our band um, through last year's freshman class so that this year we wouldn't have essentially two rookie classes yeah. going to uh, Ross Aid. Um, with that said, about 200, a little over 200 members in our band have never marched in Ross Aid Stadium wow. before. Yeah. Wow. So this weekend, Saturday night, uh, will be a first for over half of the All-American Marching Band. Wow. Um, so as you can imagine, the students are a little nervous and anxious, but they'll do just fine. Yeah, that's going sure to be awesome, especially yeah. at that game, too, just to get out there under right. the lights to perform just in front of the fans again, yeah, for the first time in two years. So. And, uh, you know, I think the fans are hungry for some of these mm -hmm. uh, traditions that they haven't experienced for the last few years, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, what we tell our football coaching staff is they will find no better fans in Ross Aid Stadium than the members of the Purdue All-American Marching Band. That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah, we're, we're there to support our team and do what we can to bring bring home a victory in Ross Aid. Yeah, it'll be cool to see what the camera work looks like on that new brand new big video board, too, right? Well, oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful that the, the video and the sound transformation in Ross Aid will be huge. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, you mentioned kind of the, the tribute to the drum uh, this weekend. Can you talk about any of the other performances or do you have to kind of keep those under lock and key? <laughs> well, I can tell you a little bit about this weekend. Um, this weekend's performance is entitled Welcome Back Boilermakers. And um, so our halftime show starts out with Strike Up the Band. We think it's a really appropriate way to start the season for, for at least from our perspective. And then we're doing a Cool in the Gang number that features our gold dusters that's entitled Celebration. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most people will recognize this tune. And so we're just ready to start the party on the football field at halftime. Uh, and then we're celebrating the 125th anniversary of the Big Ten Conference. And uh, so what folks will see is uh, iconic um, formations from each of the Big Ten schools. And they'll hear little snippets of Big Ten fight songs um, as we celebrate, you know, the Big Ten. And what's so amazing to me about that is that it was a Purdue president back in the late late 1800s who led the way to the establishment of the Big Ten Conference. Mm. So, um, you know, Purdue was one of the founding members of the Big Ten, and we're, we're happy to honor this big milestone. That's really cool. You mentioned playing snippets of the other um, other schools' fight songs. I saw, too, when I was looking, uh, doing some research, that Purdue was actually the first band to play another school's fight song as well. So that's that's really cool that you guys are doing that as well. That's right. And we're going to play every, we're going to play 14 fight songs wow. this weekend during halftime. Not complete, just little snippets. Awesome. And uh, of course, we're going to finish the halftime show with the greatest college fight song of all time. And that's Hail Purdue. Of course. But uh, yeah, we're even, we're even going to play uh, 32 measures of Indiana are Indiana this weekend. <laughs> hey, it's it's so. fitting this weekend as we, like you said, get trying to get back to normal and, Return to the right. traditions, you know, let's, let's honor uh, this this thing that is college football and just the excitement to, to have fans back yeah. and everything. So that's cool. I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide for a week, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. That's yeah. cool. But can you talk about a little bit, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, how are some of those performances selected? Is it one person? Is it a group of people who kind of decide, hey, let's do this theme for this, uh, this game? Our, our faculty and staff get together really um, in the middle of the spring, honestly, we start the dialogue about what the next season is going to look like. 
Um, are there any important events happening in the season, like the big bass drum yeah. anniversary? Um, you know, we've had some milestone performances throughout the years. Uh, the year after Neil Armstrong's passing, we did a big celebration of Neil Armstrong. And um, we, in fact, we brought the big bass drum out with, a, with an astronaut on top with an American flag. So sometimes uh, the halftime show themes are dictated to us a bit. Um, but we also, when we, when we as a staff come together, um, not much is off the table. Hmm. You know, we like to be creative. Um, we like to be cutting edge. We, you know, we've done some, some fun spoof shows throughout the years, but at the same time, uh, we did a very interesting Halloween show just a few years ago where the All-American band wore orange pumpkin t-shirts on the field and um, we animated a witch formation that, that flew down the field. Um, so we try to be as creative and entertaining as we can. Yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the last things I'll tell you is that when we're selecting music for halftime, we try to pick music that will reach a variety of segments of the, uh, of the fans in the stands. Okay. okay so, you know, um, I don't think you'll probably see us uh, a complete Frank Sinatra show or something like that because um, we want to re reach the younger generation. And, um, you know, so we try to mix it up a little bit. And I think we've been pretty successful at that. That's awesome. Hey, nothing wrong with Frank, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> nothing awesome. wrong with Frank at all. That's cool. Hey, uh, as we're wrapping up, anything else that you want to add to the podcast? Well, I, what I would tell you is that, um, you know, the, the students are what make the All-American Marching Band the most special. Mm -hmm. um, they come from virtually every walk of life here on our campus. Um, they're bright. Uh, they're devoted to Purdue. They love Purdue sports. They love Purdue football and basketball and so forth. Um, they're dedicated to the All-American Marching Band and the rich traditions we've had through the years. Uh, but most importantly, they're just great citizens. Mm. You know, these are students who are the best of the best at Purdue University. And that's why I think um, the Purdue community and the greater communities of Lafayette and West Lafayette are so proud to have this college marching band right here in our town. And, you know, as a, stu as a steward of this program, it's just my job to keep this going. And, uh, you know, for the next person who takes over, I hope they can, uh, I hope they'll understand just what a special honor it is to sit in this chair and be the director of the All-American Marching Band. That's awesome. Jay, thank you so much. That's so great. I mean, I cannot wait to see him back out on the field and the fans are in for a real treat this weekend. And of course, every uh, weekend, every home game. So that's really awesome. Hey, thank you again for your time. And as I mentioned, um, I'll have a link on a, our website as well to that. If anybody just right. goes to purdue.edu and searches All American Marching Band, tons of great stuff there, history, uh, archive clips and everything like that. So right. check it out. Thank you. I really appreciate that very much. And say hi to your family for me, please. I will tell, do. Tell, tell Brandy she needs to go out and practice her foot. <laughs> her, as soon her, as possible. Her and Amy Dixon, right? So yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, Jay, thanks, thank, you for, uh, thank you for that. And uh, as we're kind of closing up this episode, of course, I always end with a boiler up, but this time we're going to end a little differently as well as the uh, band will take you out for anybody who's listening or watching this online as well. Jay, thank you again for your time and have fun this weekend. You're welcome. Thank right, you. Boiler up. Thanks. Same to you. Bye-bye.